0: Thank you, thank you, gentlemen and gentlemen. coming I'm still on tour, people In August, Seattle, Richmond, September, West Nyack, Syracuse, Virginia Beach, Columbus Today's guest, rapper, actor, Simon Rex, a.k.a. Dirt Nasty Go to BurtBurtBurt.com This is the Burt Cast Just look to the right, Feels This feels
1: more like comedy
0: so you just you can just talk into the
1: But now I feel too far. I'm going to move the chair. Watch this.
0: Perfect. Yeah, too... Perfect. There we go. That's and then good. just He's talk totally let me get your levels. How
1: do I say it? I am <laughs> Yeah, I want to test these. Testies 1 2. Testes, Perfect. Testies, testes, testes, 1 2.
0: Um I just got these uh, beats by Dre from this guy Jordan Knox. Uh-huh. I ran into him at the Jay-Z concert. Uh-huh. And I've been I've been using I've been using Ultimate Ears to use Ultimate are we recording now? Yeah, yeah, oh. recording. Um, and these things are so much fucking better. Uh,
1: you know, I, have, I haven't I have made the leap to the Beats by Dre yet, and I have a home music studio, and I probably should. I always get these, like, free, fancy headphones that I use yeah. and shit, but, they, you know, I, I haven't made the the jump yet because I didn't... I get free ones, but yeah. everyone swears by Dude, them. they're fucking amazing.
0: Uh, like, my what's daughters... What's so good?
1: What's the difference? They're, I, they're just, I like... I use ear pods, and I'm fine. I don't
0: need... I have... He sent me the whole fucking pack. He gave, sent me the pill, which is like a boombox. He sent me the... Yeah, the, yeah, the pills awesome. My he's, buddy's got that, and it, they're fucking amazing. They're amazing. I was, they're, That's why Dre hasn't put out an album in eight <laughs> years because he's making. <laughs>
1: I'm not kidding. Yeah, he's, we've been waiting for the Chronic two or the new album. Yeah. for uh, seven years now, it's supposed to have been <laughs> come out. He's making so much money off those. He's like, and raps kind of slowly dying. It's so, like, is. well, why put out another album that at this point that he did years ago would kind of probably sound. I met him actually the other day. Nice as he's up, he goes to my gym. Dr. Dre. Are you shitting? And I never want to bother him because he's like he's he's fucking huge now. Dr. Dre. And you see people at the gym, and you know the LA rule is you kind of just understand you don't bother people. Yeah. You know, and I always see him, and you know, in the mirror, you kind of at the gym. There's mirror angles to catch looks, and you know, I never want to bother him. I'm like, that's fucking Dr. Dre. Like I grew up. He knows you know he knows who you are. Well, he turns out he does, and I never wanted to bother him, and he's always I always see people. I mean, as soon as he walks in and goes to his first set of curls someone's coming up to him giving and I yeah. just don't want to be that guy. Yeah. So I never bothered him. I saw him out the other night at, at a club and he waves me over to him and the security guard brings me to him and he's got a grin ear to ear. I'm like, "Does I'm looking behind me like yeah. he, like he thinks I'm or someone else has to be." He's like, "No, you come here." And he's smiling ear to ear and he's like, "You know, oh man, your shit's so funny. We watch you on YouTube." I guess he watches probably his kids probably showed him. Yeah. Like my funny dirt nasty stuff or whatever. I always put up comedy shit. And I could just tell by a smile on his face that he had seen something or scary. Movie. I don't know what he'd yeah. seen. I didn't want to ask. But anyway, he's like, man, <laughs> he's like, you're so funny, man. I'm like, oh, shit. Thank you. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I just, you're, you like, just, I don't even know. What, I was like, speechless. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I always see you at the gym, but I don't want to bother you. He's like, next time you see me at the gym, just come say what's up. It's all good. So Shut the fuck I went up, up. to the, end of the other day at the gym, said what's up, kept it moving. I didn't want to bother him. But I see him at my gym all the time. And I always wanted to ask him what's going on with the new album,
0: but I'm telling you, it's because those do so well. The beast he's making, are
1: fucking dude. He's making so much money off those he doesn't even need to anymore. He's just like, fuck it, yeah, I'm making money off headphones.
0: He's uh, he's he's one of those. He's you know prolific in the sense that he's he started you know he start, he started back when you had to have costumes to rap. You know, yeah, oh yeah, and, and he, and way, he way, came way out like, of okay, that. Yeah, and think yeah, about all the yeah. people he knighted by saying, oh, "I'll oh, do your." Man, I mean, I mean. I, okay, I, I have so many fucking questions to ask you, I don't okay. know where to start. I have so many answers for you. I have... You're... Speaking of Dre acknowledging in the man cave, Simon Rex, a.k.a. Dirt Nasty. Thank you for having you, me. Uh, I met you. You're never going to remember this. Walking down the street in New York, you were, with Jord- start, yeah. you were with Jordan Rubin. Oh,
1: shit. Okay. Yep. How long ago was this?
0: Uh, this is 1971. 19- 19- 1999, 1998. Oh, yeah. I think on, you were just... You were just getting out of being a VJ. Yeah, that
1: was like, that's about right. Ninety eight. I, I was there in 96, 97, almost 8. So yeah, yeah. that's about right.
0: And uh, and I think I saw, did you used to go to his, he used to have parties in that loft in Soho? Absolutely,
1: 100%, 100%. At his old place. Yeah,
0: yeah. and we, okay, uh, we
1: drank, that we probably partied there. Yeah, we did. I met all his, com- I met every comic through
0: yeah. Jordan Rubin.
1: Or I, You did stand up, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. And he's, I met every comic you can imagine through Jordan Rubin. And Nick Swartzen, I've met everyone now.
0: Oh, Nick's been. Yeah. Nick's like uh, I've known Nick for. I've known oh, Nick you, for fifteen years. Well, it's a small years. circle. You yeah.
1: guys all know each. Especially in New York, it's just like you guys. It's I hear it kind of dilutes, but it, in it dilutes York,
0: in L. A. But in New York, it's a tight. Yeah, and so especially well, like, uh,
1: I I'm not going to say, oh yeah, of course, I I don't no. remember, but good to, good to see you again. How about that?
0: And then, yeah, good seeing you again. And but it's so funny because I. Saw that and I, I knew you. From, I was uh, addicted to MTV, so I knew you from MTV. Right, and then you got on Back that when they showed
1: videos. I was at the end of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were. I was at the very end of when they showed videos, and I would actually be like, "Coming up, we have a video from Metallica that just doesn't exist anymore. Not even I, don't, I don't was even at play the music. very end of the, you know, what molded our lives. I mean, I grew up. I remember watching, you know, the Video Killed the Radio Star, the the first video that ever came out. I was a little kid glued to the TV in San Francisco in 1985 or whatever it was. Yeah. And I've you know MTV is such a part of our lives, and then now there's new generation of MTV kids. It's not, but it's not music videos. It's like it's, rea- it's become it's reality. Yeah. They start basically. MTV did start reality TV be- with the Road Rules and, and Real World. Yeah, it all started with that. And I remember asking them when I was there because it was all starting to come on the air. I said, "Why do you guys show all this non music programming material when you could be showing videos?" They go, "Because we get ten times the ratings Are for you? Real World." All these shows that we put on that we would have never guessed—we just put them on experimentally—and the numbers were through the roof. Really? and Cut to 20 years later, it's all reality television. People oh, love yeah. this shit.
0: It's MTV. As I remember, I remember being in my backyard when someone told me there was going to be an MTV, and I remember saying, "I've always—I'm notorious for having no insight to the future of technology." I was like, "You're telling me they're just going to play videos of music?" Yeah. And I was like, "Good luck." Yeah. 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 <laughs> fat chance. I said the same thing about email. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Internet, internet. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Podcast? Me- <laughs> what's a po-
1: podcast? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, but yeah, so I, I knew knew back then and then you did uh, Jack and Jill I yeah, think yeah. I was Jack the and, Jill. and those were all over the subways. Oh, those, the, the, the posters. Oh,
1: the, oh yeah. Oh and New cuz I was living in LA at that time so I probably didn't see that. But yeah, I would imagine the the you know this is when that was when the WB was like the it new young network yeah. that doesn't exist anymore. Another like thing of the past, uh, and yeah, I did a few shows for them. I did the, that Amanda Bynes show, "What I Like About You," uh, which was like a sitcom that was right after, um, right after Jack and Jill. So I did a few shows for WB. Uh, they were good to me. MTV and WB were good to me, man. Yeah. I, I don't those rhyme. I should put that in a rap. Sweet. So, WB okay. and MTV were good to me. Now I need a job. That was rhyme. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, but what's funny is, so I knew of you through that, and, yeah. and you're kind of one of those. Uh, I would say, just uh, you're a staple of what people now I I think assume Los Angeles nightlife to be.
1: Well, okay, I'll take that. I go out, yeah, I, I go out on the scene a bit, I, especially now that I'm single. It's funny. I had a girl for the last four years on and off, and then I, I was hibernating for a while. Yeah. So I really wasn't going out too much. When you got a girl, what's the point of going out in L.A.? It's just torture. Yeah. All you're going to do is see other girls you want to hook up with, or, yeah. or some girl, guy's going to hit on your girl. There's no point in going out with your girl in L.A. whatsoever. Maybe you lived in Denver, go out and have a drink with your girl at a bar, but it's not like that here. Yeah. everyone's just hooking up, and everyone's trying to... So I'm recently single... And and I'm but I'm at the point where I'm too old to be in the club. So I'm kind of in this weird thing. I'm thirty nine years old where like I'm go out and I'm just like I don't understand what the music they're listening to is. I'm so out of touch. I'm like these kids are
0: half my age. You've helped you've helped define the music that is what? like what's insane to me is like you're you are responsible singly for me watching literally Hours oh, upon man, hours that's of awesome. YouTube videos oh, dude, of that's Mickey Avalon, yeah, uh, three loco, Beardo, three loco. Oh, dude, you know I, only reason I know who Riff Raff is is because of you. I found that guy, man. He being... needs to slow down on the vines. He has a, he has like nine vines every minute.
1: Well, you know, he, yeah, he's like, uh, you know, he's, he's one of my fascinating. Best... Yeah, he's he's in a, he's an alien. He's he's, he's fascinating. He's not uh, human, but he's, it's, he's, it's a, he's actually
0: a he's actually a genius. It's the same reason I listen he's to Action Bronson. Some, yeah, there's a whole genre. Of like and like and when I first heard when I first heard 1980, uh huh, at first I was like, Oh, it's gonna be a joke song. It was a funny song, but it was a fucking good song. Okay,
1: I'm glad you brought that up. If I may just dive in real quick. Please. The whole point of my Dirt Nasty stuff was to make listenable, funny music. Because it's either a joke and the beats suck, or it's the music's really good and you don't care about what they're saying because it's the same old shit. My car, my bitch, this and that. So yeah. I wanted to, especially as a, as a white guy who worked on MTV and who played Eminem in a very big movie that everyone saw, Scary Movie 3, where everyone like, oh, he played Eminem but now he's really, what am I, what's my brain supposed to digest here? Because yeah. this guy's just a, a, an actor who played Eminem and I'm supposed to like believe he's rapping. So obviously, I, you know, I tried stand-up. I love comedy. I do all this YouTube viral funny shit on Vine, or whatever. So, I wanted to do comedy rap, but 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 that 's the fine line between it being like a complete joke and yeah. it being something that has replay value. Where the music's good. So I work with such talented producers because I know these guys like Alchemist, who works with Action Bronson, and and Mark Ronson, and and all these really, you know, like really good producers. You're
0: working with Diplo now, right? I
1: work. Diplo just signed three loco. We get beats from Diplo. Diplo's one of the coolest fucking
0: guys in the world.
1: I'm getting these beats that are just like serious music. Yeah. So I'm like, I gotta respect that and not just make it like, you know, don't joke, joke. So it's it's fun and funny, but it's not, but I, I still wanna make it to where you could bump it in the car over and over again. So that's the Dude, whole point. I'm yeah. trying to do that so You're I'm doing it very you well. That, You're doing it that, very
0: well, but it it I when I first listened to you guys, I was like, "Oh, I'll check it out." I, I want to say it was when MySpace was still around.
1: Oh yeah, that was huge. MySpace. That was, that's what was the catalyst to us yeah. getting out there. It was like your own record label. You didn't need a label. You but what's doing.
0: even what's even more is like um this is going to and this is one of the most fascinating things about you that I wonder if you know or if you think or if you even are aware of is the the mythology of of when you watch a video like that and I see you guys in what looks to be like a, an old house in the hills uh, doing an album and it 's you and mickey Avalon and yeah, that 's my house yeah yeah but there 's an allure of God, what happens in that house at nights? Like, what are the parties like? What are these guys doing? Are they, are they fucking eating ecstasy every night? Are they, are they drinking whiskey? Do they even sleep? How's he in such great shape? Does he go to the gym? Like, there is that allure is almost bigger, as big, or, or it needs to be respected in a weird way as much as music. Because I, I watched that and I was like, I want to fucking party with these dudes. These guys yeah. look like they have the life. Yeah Does that make sense? It does make sense And to a certain degree We
1: do have the life And I'm very thankful For the life we have But at the same time You know it's funny We'll be on the road And it's like You know our music is so You know like Fuck yeah party All this crazy shit And we'll go on, on tour Like I'd be on tour With Mickey Avalon Back in the day And we'd be You know, uh, you, know in, you know In Chicago Whatever fucking city In, a, in the world you yeah. can name And afterwards You know it, it's not a good idea To party with your fans That's just gonna end up In bad trouble So usually what we end up doing <laughs> Believe it or not I
0: break that it, rule Every it, it, fucking night
1: They always wanted to do a reality show. On us but we always said no because if we were really To be exposed for what we really were Which is like some kind of neurotic Jewish like intellectual Dude I'm not saying like I'm really smart but like no. We're not you know we are very cognizant Of what we're doing on the music uh, And putting it out there and it is a character We're playing a character and yeah There is some truth to it and yeah. you see those micro The little you know uh, uh, microcosm of that Evening of us recording but then you want to Know the sad truth is or not sad just the Reality is is that afterwards I'm putting on the History Channel. And, <laughs> I and,
0: did not. I did not see
1: and, that. Dude, and and there was a time in my life where I fucking was partying all night, but that was, that was in my 20s. Yeah. The music shit all happened 30 up. So at yeah. this point, I had gotten all that out of my system, so I was like, okay, I could create this character, go on the road, party, and have these young fans that fucking live through us and are just like, yeah, rock and roll party, but... It's actually, you know, I'm, I try to tell them, look, it's all just an act. That song, 1980, I hate cocaine. That's the worst <laughs> drug on the planet. If I could tell people to do drugs, smoke some weed and have a beer. Don't do coke. Yeah. You know, but I, 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 it was almost like I created a monster with this 19 cocaine because I'll be doing shows to this day. I'll do a show and someone throws a bag of blow on stage. Shut up. And I'm just like, dude, like, I, for A, I'm not doing your blow. I don't even know you. If I did do blow, I ain't doing it with you. You know, yeah. everyone's always like, let's go smoke a joint in my car. It's like, no, I'm not getting trapped in your vehicle for 10 minutes to, so you could talk about me, you know, it, it, for ten minutes, I can feel uncomfortable. Like I don't need to get high that bad, you know yeah. what I mean. So it's sort of created a monster in a way, but you know, it, it's all it's all for fun, man. It's yeah. entertainment, and and uh, but the thing about YouTube is you break that fourth wall or Vine or any of these things that used to be, mm-hmm. you know. So you're looking at the person down the eye, and and they feel like they really are connecting with you and know yeah. you, you know. Minus music videos, you're talking to them. I'm doing YouTube videos, vines, whatever, and and. And it's like they know you, you know. Yeah.
0: But I'm- oh, I feel like I, I feel like I genuinely know you. Yeah. When you walked up, I was like, oh, I've, I, I've I watch your vines. Adam Richmond was Adam Richmond, and I were in uh, stuck in an airport. Um, from Man versus Food.
1: I, I we yeah. became friends through Vine. Which yep. We'll get let's get into Vine in a minute too remind me, because we okay. want to talk about the same psychology behind breaking the fourth wall and meeting
0: people like but go ahead. But Adam said to me, um, have you you gotta see Simon Rex on Vine? We were in the airport. I was like, Shut up. I introduced Adam to Vine. Okay. And he introduced oh, me to uh, well, I Thank like, you
1: because he's a new friend of mine. He's and great. now I eat the
0: best food in every city
1: I go to because
0: he's smart as fuck. He's a
1: guy's a brilliant brilliant man. And every city I go to, I'm like, Adam, all right, I'm in New Orleans. Yeah he sends me a text of 10 places he goes go here at 3 o'clock they're, the restaurant's waiting for me and I don't even have to order they just bring it out Adam, Adam's your friend here you go and I'm just yeah. like wow
0: he really I'm is foodie so he's smart as shit oh he's a very smart, yeah. guy. Very smart he looks, guy he looks great by the way too he's lost like fucking a ton he's of weight he's at my house
1: the other day drinking a gallon of water he just shredded like 50 pounds off <laughs> he has to stop doing the, the food
0: challenges. yeah 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 but you know so wait t- tell me what you're gonna say about Vine I th- well Vine's
1: been a great tool for me to uh How many followers do you have now? Uh it's changing by it's like 1.2 million or something and then I shitting also have a character me? called Gate my twin Stephen Air- yeah, steven yeah who has he has 700,000 followers. So I have almost like 2 million followers and if you really think about it it's more like when people watch a Vine they're in their classroom or their office and they're sharing with three people so it's really like you got a lot more eyeballs than that. It's it's probably close to like ten million people are familiar with like the vine shit that I'm doing, yeah and and I've met a lot of really cool people through I mean I mean it's ninety nine point nine percent garbage up there, and it's getting worse and worse and you know uh, Chris Dalia I've met through there, yeah. Brittany Furlan uh, Adam Richmond um, I've met some, Jordan Burt. Jordan Burt. Me and him did what's said to be the best Vine yet on all the blogs on Reddit and everything. We did this one Vine where we're rapping in an alleyway and I almost dropped the N-bomb and he does a camera trick and we turn into these nerdy white guys. And that one, I learned a lot from him. So you meet these... Uh, viners So quote unquote People are There's an actual term In the lexicon now Vine famous Yeah And people come up to me now They're like Hey you're vine famous They don't know that In the, the past 20 years I've been doing other shit Yeah You know Because yeah. it's just You know 13 year old kids That have it And what it is Is I realized It's like an updated reel in your pocket every day of characters that I could create that I may never get to show in an audition when I go up for stuff. You know, I get to write my own shit. I get to direct my own shit. I get to do my own wardrobe. I get to, I mean, I, you, do, you, you produce the whole thing within six seconds. You got to make, get a joke out. Yeah. And it's actually an art form, the vine process, because you don't get to edit it. You have to do it in one. It's, That's what I was going to ask.
0: Do you, because some of your Vines are so uh not, not but complex that i go how did you do that in one take like well, how many times how, like when you sometimes t- it's one take sometimes it's 20 yeah i've gone out with jordan burt and casey
1: james another big viner and we've spent five hours out trying to get some vines and and, and not posted one because they just weren't funny and- I,
0: I, you it seems like you guys had the next level vine like you were saving your vines that was the other thing is that i've, I've I told everyone you were going to be on my podcast at my show this weekend in Dayton. And the number one question, number one thing people say about you is, "Holy shit, he must have the greatest life in the world." Is he really fucking rich? Because it's like you're always in a new fucking city. You're yeah. in,
1: you're it's, in Palm Springs. Not that I mean, I, I mean it's all relative. Yeah, um, compared to most of the world, yeah, yeah. Compared to some of the people I know in LA, no, I'm like middle class. Yeah. I, I, I own a house. I drive a Prius. I have a '68 Buick Riviera that I never drive because the gas is too expensive. Yeah. it's like I'm just a normal dude. Um, it, as an actor, you have peaks and valleys. You know, I just did a lead in a studio film, made a lot of money. I got a mortgage to pay, bills to pay. All of a sudden, you're back down. To, you know, it's up and down, yeah. up and down, up and down um so that's how dirt nasty was born was because as an actor you have all this downtime you're lucky to work six months out of the year as an actor you're lucky to work three months out of the year as an actor you know what i'm saying there's not it's tough it's a tough grind especially with reality television taking over because i used did mostly television and and uh so so the music was just a creative outlet because I, I always produced beats. I always had a home studio and made really? beats. That's how the whole Mickey Avalon thing started was that my boy was like, hey, I know this rapper you should meet. And I was like, ah, you know, I'm not trying to – I'm just doing it for fun. He's like, no, you should meet him. And I met Mickey Avalon and Andre Legacy. Who we formed a group called Dyslexic Speed Rears, and we did that song "My Dick," which is sort of a cult classic. You know, I'm a, sure you know. I don't know a, if the a listeners a know, hundred, it, but that I, song ain't going nowhere.
0: There's if you if you are at all unfamiliar with any of Simon's work, just go online and just type in "Dirt Nasty." Yeah, and every video has about a million, seven million hits or something. Yeah, they
1: do well the, online. Oh, can I do a quick plug? My new album just finished. It comes uh, out August Palatial, is, August twentieth on iTunes, coming out real soon. You could pre-order it right now on iTunes. What's I got two. Days it's, of 14th. it's like a week yeah it's, yeah, it's like a week,
0: week. pre-order um, today everybody go on iTunes yeah,
1: it's pre-order $7. it Seven ninety nine, and you'll support a good Jewish man who's just trying to make it and uh
0: <laughs> that's <was> cheesy
1: <laughs> and uh and I got Beardo on it I got Andre Legacy on it I got two Short on it I got Three Loco on it with Riff Raff and Andy Melanakis. I got some really talented I got you know producers it, it's a lot of fun man it's, who's,
0: it's the, who's the most famous person in your cell phone
1: Shit, uh, Adrian Brody, Paris Hilton. I don't know; those are pretty. Everyone knows those, those are names. really big.
0: Um, uh, shoots, do you get nervous meeting famous people?
1: It it depends on who they are. You know, it's funny. Like, I don't get nervous when I meet like you know actors because I m1 and i know that it's just whatever i get nervous when i meet like a professional because i'm a huge sports fan yeah so if i met like steph curry from the warriors who's like you know keep like i'll run around my living room for you know hours on end watching the playoffs because of my golden state warriors or my 49ers or whatever that to me is something that i am enamored by and starstruck by really and more so than an actor or a musician because i do music and acting that i sort of understand it more yeah. and i'm like oh i'm a normal guy so they're normal guys but when i see an athlete they're like a superhero to me yeah that's they're interesting not human you know uh, so i'm more like you know and i still wouldn't be like bother them but i would be more starstruck I would still never ask for an autograph or a – I might ask for a photo. Like if I saw – like I saw – I'm not even a – I'm a Laker hater. I saw Kobe <laughs> Bryant and I instinctively just ran up and got a photo with him. just really? Because I'm like that's, some, that's like Michael Jordan. That's like something you could show your grandchildren, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, I've, never, I've never gotten a photo with a famous person. I've did. i was, I've done it I think
1: two or three times in my life and that was one of them. I just instinctively was like – I saw him. He was at my table at this event. And I just was like, oh, can I get a quick pic? Yeah. And his wife recognized me and was whispering in his ear, That's the guy from did and yeah. I saw him go, Oh yeah, scary movie. Like the, yeah. you know, he knew scary movies, so I was like in, you know, I wasn't just some scrub. Yeah. But uh yeah, yeah. So I think athletes I get more starstruck by than anything else. Really?
0: Yeah. That's that yeah, I, I don't I'm not I don't really get starstruck much by athletes. Uh for me it's like uh rappers. I met Lil Wayne and uh and And uh, and uh, juvenile. When I first moved out here, Uh they were staying at the same hotel I was, and I fucking lost my shit. Yeah, because I was a big.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I you know as as, since I do music and acting, I feel like the it resonates more music because you know music is something that people you know, and this sounds so cliche, but it's the soundtrack to your life. Like you'll go to the gym with your music, you'll drive around to your music, you'll be you know, music is so. uh, uh, ingrained in your life that it, it's uh, when people come up to me and they're you know stoked on dirt nasty. I yeah. see the star the starry eyes way more than oh I oh I saw you in that movie oh that was cool. If
0: it's the music, they're like dude yeah music dude. connects music connects more yeah it connects with the heart
1: more than a one and a half hour movie or a TV show because it's in your you know it's like it's the rhythm of it's 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 a, it's a weird psychology behind it man it's like people. You're in their fucking brain all day, you yeah. know. And there's, and even if you're not listening to it, you're 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 if you're singing it in your head later that day, or you're quoting it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just part of your life, you know, more so than a TV show.
0: Yeah. What did you? Were you always into
1: hip hop when you were a kid? Oh yeah, I told. I grew up on. You know, it's funny you say that. I my I could retire tomorrow because I grew up on Ghetto Boys. Yeah. Two live crew, uh-huh.
0: too short. Well, it had to be too short if you're from San Francisco. I'm from the Bay, yeah. so I,
1: I was like, I remember in sixth grade, this kid had a cassette tape on his on a Walkman, and he played it for me in in, in the locker room. And I remember I was listening to this rapper talking about getting his dick sucked in a Cadillac, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I was like, no way! Like, is this like? Holy shit! And I, I went to Alameda High School, which is adjacent to Oakland, and it was like five minutes away. Is East Oakland, which is where Two Shorts talking about getting his dick sucked on Sixty Ninth Avenue. I'm like, I drive by that street every day. I'm like, this is crazy. He's really, you know, I gotta
0: keep my eyes out. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and and I remember it changed my life. And then I heard Ghetto Boys and like talking about you know these really you know it's like watching a horror movie or or, or the Godfather. It's like they're talking about killing people and all these things. And, and yeah. I was like, holy shit! It's just like you know. Uh, and Two Live Crew was on some Miami party shit.
0: That's what we go up in Florida. So Two Live Crew. Oh, was Oh, you're like, from Florida? Yeah. Oh, oh dude. shit!
1: So so cut two. Twenty years later. I got a song with Two Short on my new album. I did a song with Two Live Crew, and Willie D from the Ghetto Boys came to a Kesha show that I opened up for, and with his daughter. Hold on, hold on. You know fucking Kesha? Yeah, yeah. Kesha's on my album. She's on my last album.
0: Are you fucking no, kidding me? No, no. She's me. a good friend of mine. She's How a good did I not fucking know oh, this? Yeah, we have songs together. Dude, and- I come out. Every night on stage to die young. Oh, no way. And I fucking rip my shirt off, pound a beer, oh, man. and I fucking sing the song. I oh, yeah, think no, she's a good friend so, of mine. Such an unprofessional way to start a yeah, comedy yeah, yeah, show. Yeah. But I fucking, People hate on her, but she's... I you know, love she's, Kesha. She's awesome. Dude, I can't help it. I'm fucking
1: obsessed uh, with her music. What? She's, a gr- she's fucking one of the boys. She's literally so humble and cool. I remember her just How come set- you don't have a podcast? You know, I, I've been, we've been talking about doing one with Three Loco. I think with Three Loco would be a great podcast. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be in my. I see that in my future. It's I
0: such. See- it's such a viable. Yeah. Way to It's 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 a new. Just like you Maybe said. Maybe you help Vine. me get
1: one started. I don't know. I want to do it. Yeah. I'd love to do it out of my
0: house, just like this. Oh, dude, dude you got it. And it's 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 uh, it opens at a dialogue. Cave,
1: you know, or whatever. Yeah, whatever. It, no, it opens a dialogue your with your
0: fans that is completely yeah. and totally. You know, and I think it, it also kind of is a reflection of what you're into, like uh, like who I've had on is I W Kamal Bell, the guy, guy from Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Last He's week, awesome. I love talking about race. I love having an open, honest conversation right. with it, and then uh, and obviously, I'm a fucking huge fan of yours. Now, um, thanks, man. You got to do a fucking podcast.
1: I'd love to. I, it's a good idea. You know, my manager and I've been talking about it, and. I think that's – in. The, I see that in the future. I do.
0: Super easy. Yeah. Uh,
1: so, I mean, okay. if you're doing it, anyone yeah. <laughs> can.
0: <laughs> so wait. So wait. Now, let's talk – I want to talk about uh, the video in Atlanta. Yeah. That video, if you don't know what this video is, it's a video of you just videotaping yourself, doing a character, talking about the architecture on the street, shirts off, beautiful day. I mean – and then all of a sudden this car, not even a nice car. It's like a Nissan – Centra, I think, or whatever, but like it kind of beat up, stops, and then backs up, and the guy says, "Can I help you find something?" It is one of uh, the feeling you get when you get angry, or you get like, uh, like confrontation, yeah, the where you get butterflies in your heart, Uh and you're just like, you like, you, it happened to me every time I watch it. It happens to me because I go because it was real because it's real. It was real. What? Oh, you want the backstory on it? Tell me. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, um. I forget if you guys want to see it out there. I think it's called Dirt Nasty walks through Atlanta or I, we we got to find out what Type it is. in
0: Dirt Nasty Atlanta and it'll come up. Yeah.
1: Um so I was my okay, I went to shoot Scary Movie 5 last year in Atlanta and my hotel was in Buckhead, which is a nice affluent neighborhood yeah and right behind my hotel was this historic neighborhood of nice houses and i was like really into i'm really into instagram at the time this is before vine i'm really into taking pictures my dad was a photographer so i was like let me go take some pictures of some cool old colonial homes or whatever the architecture is called out there so i'm walking around and it's fucking 100 degrees out so i got my shirt off and i'm walking around in the heat taking pictures of houses in this nice neighborhood I don't look like a hardened criminal. Hmm. Um, hardly that. I, look like, I would think I would look like someone who is someone's son pictures.
0: walking so, around.
1: So I, I was just taking pictures of houses, and this car kept following me around. And I was sort of in the middle of doing a YouTube bit as well, where I was just like pretending to be a tour of, you know, with a thick southern accent. Like, well, this house here was built back in 1847 by Klein L. Davis. Just being <laughs> an idiot. Just, you know, on my first day there. And this is your first day. First day in Atlanta. First day, and I'm just walking around my neighborhood, and this car is following me, and I'm just like, kind of like, is this car following me or am I losing whatever? So I just kept doing it. All of a sudden, the car reverses and is following me at the speed that I'm walking, and it's you know just some older you know white guy, and and he rolls up to me and it's, I forget exactly what he says, but he, he confronted me and says, you know you know w- w- basically what are you doing? And I'm like, w- w- what do you mean? What am I doing? I'm. I'm Well, uh, this is America, I'm walking around taking photographs of houses I think he thought that I was like casing out the neighborhood to possibly you know, I I don't know maybe rob a house and and take photos of of entryway I don't know what the fuck he thought I was doing but it couldn't have been that you know, threatening, but to him it was and you know, I'm walking around you know just taking photos and he for some reason this guy felt threatened by it so he confronted me and I kept the camera rolling on my iPhone as opposed to hitting stop. I was like, "Oh, this might make some good, you know, YouTube." Oh, it's, fucking, so, I, I, it's fucking. It's fucking. Keep real. Going. That was totally yeah. real, and what I did was I. Oh, I think I titled it something about racism or anti-Semitism. Even though I don't think it was—I don't think he was like, "Look at this Jewish guy," (laughs) because I mean, I'm Jewish, but it's not like I look like the stereotypical Jewish guy. And I know it's the South, and so I kind of flipped it into a racial thing just to make it a little more meat to it, even though it wasn't, and maybe that wasn't the best idea. But that's what gives it that yeah that feeling of you know
0: it's uh, all the comments underneath are what did he say because he said yeah. something and it took off, and you 're like oh, i guess they don 't like jews down here yeah and but but I, yeah i, I, thought- I don 't
1: even know if that was the case, I just thought it would make it more you know yeah. a, 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 a resonate and and hit hit a place inside you know and and uh and i you know i you know I wish I could remember exactly what he said, but he was basically saying something along the lines of you know um, you, you should, you know, you should get out of here. Don't be taking pictures. I'm like, excuse me. I'm like, I'm, this is a public street. Yeah. I'm allowed to walk. This is America. I'm going to walk down the street and I'm going to take more pictures of these houses. I like the architecture. Yeah. These are beautiful homes, sir. What's the problem? And he's threatened to call the police. I go, you know what? Call the cops. I'm going to sit down right here. Please do sit down and call the cops. You know what? I'm going to call the cops because yeah. I'm being harassed right now. And, and it turned into this whole thing, and I just kind of kept the camera on him without him knowing. Yeah. And that's basically what, what it was. It was just this guy tripping out on me for no reason. And I, I kind of exaggerated it for effect. And, and for good reason, because everyone loves that one. I remember being on set and it just, the, you know, the YouTube hits were just going up, up, up. I'm like, why is this one so interesting? I'd be on set. People would be come up to me at work at Scary Movie, like, what was that shit that happened to you the other day? I saw it on YouTube. I'm like, damn, this shit's really getting out there. Yeah. Um, so that's the story behind that one. It was just sort of with a few real moments. A lot, obviously, all my stuff on YouTube, I don't put any real, it's obviously acting bits, comedy skits, freestyling yeah. in a car, rapping, whatever. That was very real. So I thought it would be cool to post it, you
0: know. Oh, it's fascinating, and, yeah. and all I couldn't, all I could think about were two things. Number one, when the Trayvon Martin thing happened, that that was the exact same scenario. It so really I'm, was. It's identical, and I thought, wow, you actually have almost firsthand experience with what that feels like. Yeah, and I,
1: it, 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 you know, it's funny you say that because it's actually true. It's like that could have been the catalyst to what happened with it. It's like, what? I'm just walking around, and well, what? you have you,
0: know? you have a shorthand cuz it's really fascinating and if you watch the video you're probably going to think I'm think I'm dr- I'm looking too much into it but I was I was really fascinated how quickly you turned you over-trumped him with education does that make sense yeah, you I- just you just simply turned on what is uh, what I like to call? And I, I don't, this is just a broad stroke term of what it is. Is like country club white guy. Uh-huh. You turned on white guy, and you went into no. You called it, like you. You were like, I know I'm not wrong. I've never been wrong in one of these scenarios. I know how to handle this situation. Right. I know how to handle you. You're being confrontational. You backed up. You asked. I'm doing nothing. I'm looking at the architecture. My father's into architecture, and like you literally. And I thought, if you're a young black kid, you may not have that shorthand to be able to talk back to an older white right. dude. Right. You, your only defense, maybe take a swing at him. Does yeah. that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I uh, yeah, I was surprised at how quick I came with that. It was just like a, a, a visceral reaction. I just sort of
0: you were angry, but you were intelligent, and you were also yeah. like,
1: I took the high road too. I just sat yeah. there and I was just like, instead of being like, "Fuck you, asshole, leave me alone," yeah. I was like, "You know what, sir? You're wrong. I, da, da, da. Call the cops. I'll sit right here. I'm going to sit right here, and wait for. Him. Matter of fact, I'll call the cops." It was, it was like these aren't the joys you're looking for type
0: shit did you think of that though when the Trayvon Martin thing happened that you're like
1: you know I don't think I no I don't think I did I don't think it rang any bells with that uh You know, there's another famous case, the uh, Oscar Grant, you know, the station, which hit home because that was my BART station. And that story to me was a lot more. uh, I I could relate to it because I went to that BART station every single day as a kid. I lived five minutes from that that place. So you just shot him in the back. Yeah, I just watched. You got to see that movie. It's probably the best movie of the year. Um, Brilliant, brilliant movie. You you know what's going to happen at the end of the movie and you're still sitting on the edge of your seat. It it was fucking brilliant. Um, But it it lends itself to what is America, which, especially in the South, which there's, you know, it's very, there's, it's right out on the table. Yeah. But I still don't know if he
0: was like, look at this Jew or whatever. I don't yeah. know. I don't understand like, why he stopped you. Because I, I, in my head, I'm like, I, you look like someone that might it was just own some, one of the houses. It was
1: like Beverly Hills of Atlanta. And it was just some rich guy who saw some, you know, kid with his shirt off with his hat backwards, you know, fucking talking to the camera all loud. You know, I don't know why he felt he had to do that, but I'm glad he did because it made for some good YouTube. <laughs>
0: it fucking did, you know. awesome. So yeah, so what's so um, so the part? What what is like? I, everyone knows that I'm a big partier, and and I think I have a reputation for partying, and people think oh you do p- oh yeah okay oh. Uh, this you uh, so uh, you don't know anything yeah. about me. Well, I mean, I don't. That's I'm not, not totally, fine, lie. totally fine. I'm not going to lie. I don't.
1: But once you you hit me up and I you know started looking into it, I saw everyone flipping out. They're like, "Oh my god, these guys would be amazing together." Yeah. And I kind of put two and two together. But you know, I I, I uh, I'm not too familiar with. So I wanna,
0: this is uh, everyone that's listening to the podcast. Take your headsets off for a second. You're gonna be like, "Oh, seriously, this is weird." Uh, when I was in college, Rolling Stone magazine called me the number one party animal in the country. That's Oliver, awesome. Oliver Stone optioned the rights to my life. Um, and that movie in like Hollywood turnaround became the movie Van Wilder oh no so, shit yeah, that's based but, on you yeah that's, but not but not really but you know how Hollywood is yeah it, the option started it some guy wrote a script the option wow. fell apart he took a script changed my name into Van Wilder and sold, sold I'm it I'm liking
1: a, you better uh, and better
0: I, when I was in college I robbed a train in Russia with the Russian mafia
1: shut the fuck up I, why didn't I do my homework <laughs> <This> is, <laughs>
0: I'm glad you didn't uh, you have I'm a glad you didn't <laughs> do you have a book uh, I'm in the middle of a book deal right now I'm, I'm finishing man. it right now God.
1: wow that's fucking amazing
0: yeah, it's, I've, got, I've got some pretty butt of the Partying thing is like what I think. What
1: was your party f- favorite of choice? What was your drinker? Were you? What was it, um, if you don't mind
0: saying, I like. I'm, oh, I'm still a drinker. Weed always. Uh, when I was young, I got way too high. Like at like at like 15 or 16. That one time we get way high and it free, you fucking lose your mind. Yeah. And then so I've always handled weed with like kid gloves. Always. To this, like, and I smoked weed all through college. Right, but I was always very sensible not to smoke too much. Right, um, cocaine. I, I, I mean, I've that was your thing. No, no, I beer's my thing. But man, when you said I wouldn't do, like, <laughs> I was like, if I didn't have high cholesterol, and high blood pressure, I'd fucking totally do cocaine. Really, but yeah, but I, but I was always the guy that could do one bump and then. Not right, and then right. not touch it. See, again. I
1: grew up with a uh, uh, my mom's husband was a, a coke head and an alcoholic, so I used to have to go to um, Al Anon meetings, as, an AA meetings for him as a kid. So I have ingrained in my head the the, the the devil of alcohol and and cocaine. So I have kid gloves on when it comes to that. I'm very you know really weary. Of, so you're not a big drinker, uh, not a huge drinker. I'm a medium drinker, and I was a, a big pothead for years. But now at this age, the weed kind of just slows me down, and I need as much energy as I can get. Yeah. And it kind of, you know, I, it makes me antisocial and internal, and I and I just am not uh, into it. So I'm kind of been on this weird kick lately, where I'm just like, I, you know, you know that Huey Lewis song, "I Want a New Drug." Yeah. Well, it's like everything bores me. I don't. There's nothing that's really, uh, I don't have anything that's like, you know, gets me going, but. But drinking is a social lubricant it's just in LA It's the hardest town in the world To have a drinking Because you have to cab it everywhere Which is 30 minutes from everywhere Which is an expensive night If you want to go out drinking I live in Laurel Canyon I'm spending hundred bucks Just to go get a light buzz In cabs and drinks Oh yeah So it's just like You know If I'm having a dinner party in my house Let's drink You know uh, And I can only like blaze If it's like the end of the day And I'm home alone Working on a song or something But I can't go to the bank Or the airport stone anymore <laughs> Like no way I freak out like people come up to me and like, hey, aren't you on that movie? I'm just like, eh. you
0: know, <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, obviously since it's been become so readily available in L.A., we just around yeah, everywhere, it's just whatever. Man. But um, and but, it's so strong now, too. It's just like oh, you, when you do Rogan's podcast. You'll get high then. Yeah. I did snoops and I got
1: too high. I was just like, (laughs) and then I watched it. I was just like so boring. I'm like, yeah, not a good idea. (laughs)
0: The first time I did Rogan's, I didn't smoke at all. And then one time I did and I was like, I was just like, I remember being so amazed that I could hear the people in the room so clear in my ears Mm. because I had headsets on. And I was like, I'm like, I'm not even fucking talking. Yeah. So, but, um, but the partying thing. I've always. Uh, that's why I looked at you like, oh man, they must be drinking fucking cough syrup and fucking like just craziness. We got high.
1: We got. We did our thing. But really? That you know. Again, I'm 39 years old. So yeah. So you're looking at videos that are six, seven years old, and even at that point, I was I already had been through my. I lived in New York City in my 20s and went big. You know. Uh, so when
0: I said when I say like like when I when I, when I think like uh, top five party nights where I go, I can think of just one event where it just got fucking chaos. Like, got, got, my first night in New York, went down partying, and David Lee Roth recognized me. And I was like, shut the fuck. And I partied with David Lee Roth. And I remember, I'll never forget, uh, uh, Harvey Keitel was at the end of the bar with Abel Ferrara. And it was like just one of those epic nights. I ended up down yeah. in the meat passing district in uh, in a my first gay bar. I'd never been to a gay bar, and I was watching dudes. Ma- I was like, "This is fucking an epic evening. Awesome! It's like fucking insane." But what what, what are your like? What is like a big party night for you? Like that you look back and you are like that night was fucking chaos.
1: Well, you know, it's funny, man. It's like all a blur. Like that's it. I. <laughs> like it's fucked up man you meet so many people and 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 you go out so much that it's like I, at least i have that it all kind of is just one fucked up weird memory of just going out and i i, I mean let me think about what really stands out like i remember paris's 21st birthday paris
0: hilton's 21st birthday we went to vegas and do you realize the sentence do you realize that sentence how intense that sentence is for everyone listening. <laughs> yeah. Par- I remember Paris's 21st birthday. Yeah. She is an, she is an icon, a social yeah. icon. She's actually, a you know, and. I mean, people, it? obviously she's pivotal in, in that people have opinions one she's way or the other.
1: the coolest, funniest girl ever. She knows what she's doing. She ain't stupid. Yeah. She's playing that like, oh, uh, what, whatever. She knows what the fuck she's doing. She's smart. Yeah. And I'll tell you this much. We did a movie, a National Lampoon movie in Miami together. Pledge uh, this, pledge this, and that was probably the most partying I've done within two months in a city. It was just it didn't stop. I mean, every single fucking night we were out drinking the whole <laughs> shit. And 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 I was with Paris Hilton when she was at the top, top. This is like two thousand and three or four when yeah. it was just like she was Elvis, and and we weren't dating but we were doing the i played her boyfriend in the movie so we were out every night together partying and as far as the media knew we were like together but i you yeah. know i love paris to death but that's not a girlfriend that's a party friend and a friend and 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 we would go out every night and every single night was just you know i i, I remember i, I can't even, you can't describe it because i don't even know what happened it was just like everywhere we went part the seas Here's your table, here's the hottest girls, here's whatever party favors you want. It was it wasn't reality. And I remember coming back from that movie and sitting on my couch in Laurel Canyon on my quiet little street, and it was just like Arr! the brakes just stopped from this like three month, two and a half month bender. Yeah. And it was just like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> I'll never have that experience again. Like one night of that would have been enough. And you you're, not,
0: you're not, you're not, you're, and I, I say this, you're not uh, uh, social royalty. You're just a regular kid. Yeah. You're, a ki- you, you went to a regular high school, uh-huh. had regular parents. Yeah. And became a VJ. Yep. And, and so it's not like it's not like you're Britney Spears. You know, you're, you're just. Yeah. You seem ex- you're you're very uh, down to earth, approachable, and I think that's one of the things that people connect with you with your music is you seem Thank like you. you seem like. Uh, you I'm just one of the boys, dude. Right.
1: I'm just one of the boys, and you know what? I've never had that like super fame to where there was a crash and burn. Like it's always been kind of like. Can
0: you pass me that bottle opener behind you? No way. Uh, right there. Um, I'm fucking so hungover, and I need a beer to write this ship.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, just don't drive. I'm very anyone out there. Never drink and drive, please. Um,
0: I don't drink and drive. Good. I'm actually, I'm actually probably worse than you. I would right. net like All right. no. Good. So um. um
1: what, what 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 the fuck were you just saying? Per-
0: uh, uh, Paris and then and oh yeah, I, I, you got I, yeah, done no, with I, that I, trip. I, yeah,
1: uh, I was just saying how I'm just oh yeah, I've never had like the really really super like you know fame to where, uh you know where do you go from there? It's like it's I've I've constantly kind of just been all you know riding that wave. Of, you know, not sort of a household name. I guess people recognize me, but it's mostly, it's, a,
0: it's a great name. Yeah. And it's really yours, yeah. Simon Rex. Yeah, my full name is
1: Simon Rex Cutright. Yeah. But my first agent was like, Cutright, you sound like a British theater actor. Simon Rex has a snaz to it. Simon so Rex Simon, defines
0: the names of the he, 90s. Yeah. That was yeah. like, it, it was the perfect VJ name. Yeah, man.
1: And, you know, so I've always just sort of been like teetering right there on like famous, but not made, you know, and which is actually a blessing because you know it's kept me humble it's kept fire under my ass to work hard it's you know i've never gotten complacent i've always been wanting to work 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 and 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 that's why social media things like vine and youtube and twitter have been a good tool to keep me out there and and showing that i can write and do other things and be funny and not just stand there and read these lines and you know what i'm saying so i uh i yeah, I've been humbled. You know what I mean. I think I've, I've, you know, the, again, the peaks and the valleys, the ups and downs, and I'm glad that I never had the Super Bowl because I might be dead right now. You know, I, it's scary. Yeah. Like if I had the fame of like Adrian Brody or someone like that, or friends of mine who are really famous, like I might be dead in in fucking Saint Saint Tropez on a yacht right now. You know Saint
0: Tropez I mean? on a yacht. That is a visual that I go. Like, that
1: that is. I I don't know if I'd be able to handle that. So, I mean, at this point I would, but back in the day, I don't know if I would have been able to handle it. So, luckily for me, it was always just, you know, people come up, "Hey, aren't are you that guy from the so it's not like too bad
0: yeah what were you like in high school were you were you one of the cool kids a, oh, jock? Was a
1: stoner who played basketball
0: really yeah that's it that was one of the most shocking things out of that whole Atlanta video by the way was when you said you were 6'2 I was like he's 6'2 yeah. I was like shut the fuck up I yeah. expected you to be like 5'9 yeah 6'2 6'5 uh, with heels oh <laughs> so uh so you're just uh like a regular do you still have friends from like oh, yeah. San oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So
1: keep in touch with the, the core group of my friends from high school and middle school up in the Bay Area. And uh, you know my whole sense of humor was molded by all we we used to play a game called Make Me Laugh and we would sit on the couch and get fucked up and the rules you can 't touch the other person and you have to do whatever you can, and the first person to laugh has to get up and then make everyone else laugh and It was kind of like doing stand up or yeah. you know improv whatever, and you had to be quick and sharp and all the and, and there was I grew up by Oakland, so all the, the the brothers would be real quick with the snaps and the mom jokes so you yeah. had to be quick you know you had to be real quick yeah. you had to come right back with it, so I was at a young age molded into. Having to have a sharp sense of humor and a quick brain and, and and be able to give it right back, so I think those my friends I grew up with molded what is now the dirt nasty and all the scary movie and the stuff I've got and you know growing up watching you know scary a uh, uh, naked gun airplane
0: all these movies as a Dude, kid na- airplane I established so many jokes that are simply just in my like. I, it's the first time I ever heard uh, how will you like your coffee black like yeah. my men yeah, I, I used that joke two days ago I, I, I always say like my music yeah that's good that's <laughs> I take good. my co- I take my coffee black like my music yeah that's um good. but it's yeah, those movies are real kind of what do you what do you want to do like what what's do you do you have like goals? do you have like is yeah. there something do you want to do serious acting?
1: I mean you know of course, if it's the right thing, you know, I really do love comedy, but but
0: uh, <laughs> well, you're really I, good at comedy because you''re you're, you, you're extremely self effacing yeah, and I I wonder if that's part of being Jewish. It is. Is and it's and you d- do not take anything fucking seriously. You if don't you can't take laugh yourself, at yourself seriously, dude. If you can't
1: yeah. laugh at yourself, it's like that's the thing. So many people with their egos that take. I, I find the comedy in serious actors who are so serious, like David Zucker, who directed Airplane, Naked Gun did Scary Movie 3, 4, and 5 with me. And, you know, he always told me they hired Leslie Nielsen because they'd be watching him in some serious movie and he was so serious that it cracked them up. Yeah. So when they brought him in to audition for the movie, he was trying to be funny. And they're like, no, no, Leslie, read it like you did in those serious movies because the lines are funny. You just, you play it serious and it's funny. Yeah. So.
0: Nice that, beaver. What's that? <laughs> nice beaver.
1: Thanks, I just had it stuffed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As opposed to him going... Hey, nice beaver. That's yeah. not funny. Yeah. Just deliver the line. So there's, you know, yeah, I, I – uh. but again, like if the you know, I've done a couple of movies that were cool, like, you know, gangster roles or whatever, but I just don't connect with it as much. I'm not going to lie and sit here and say I'm some amazing method actor. No. I like to do comedy. I find the joke in everything. Um. And – but – I would love to do some cool, you know, like, look, a lot of comics make that leap, and I'm not comparing myself to them, but Robin Williams, Jim Carrey, Adam Sandler, even they'll go do a serious role, and they fucking kill it, Yeah, because it's a lot easier than going from drama to comedy. Drama to comedy it's, is almost impossible. It, it's almost impossible. It's, it's, it's hard to watch when a serious actor wants to be funny, it's, but when it happens the other way around, it's, an, it's it's a beautiful thing to watch, because, you know, a lot of comedy comes from pain and serious yeah. you know all comics are fucked up i mean yeah. their comedy comes from a dark place you know and uh, what i learned hanging hanging out with jordan rubin all these comics was that in real life they're so funny in real life they're kind of like dark people you know <laughs> yeah a lot of them not all of them yeah. but a lot of them
0: it's um, really the beautiful thing the most beautiful thing about hanging out with comedians is you, you can't offend us yeah and and so we won't worry with each other there's. I went went to dinner last night with uh, Ian Bag and Tom Segura, two of my two of my best friends, and we, we went with our wives. And we, I, I mean, if anyone was listening to that fucking table, they'd be like, "These, are, what are these animals? Fucking, what's wrong with them?" But. I love that shit.
1: You ever yeah. watch the YouTube of me and New York, Joey? You ever see those? No. I, I got to show you these. It's me and my buddy from New York. And all we do is make fun of each other. And I love it. Yeah. All he does is make fun of my acting career and my big nose. And I egg <laughs> him on and I want it. Yeah. And I love it, man. Yeah. I fucking love it. And like, I hate when I try to make fun of my friends and they get all sensitive. It's like, dude, shut. get over yourself. Yeah. People's egos get in the way of everything. Get, someone said something to me really profound the other day. He's like, get out of your way. Yeah. meaning get out of your own way cuz I was in my head about something I was like this was like dude get out of your own get out of your way you're in your own way and and it was true and and there's a lot of people's problems if you could just laugh at yourself man it's like dude that's what it's all about man it's all about laughing to me you know laughter is the best medicine so I just want to and it's so hard to, for me to, to find shit that makes me laugh. I'm a kind of a com- I'm like a food and a comedy snob. Like most shit doesn't make me laugh. Most food I don't like. But when you find the good shit, it's the best, you know. And that's why actually, like, there's some there's there's some reality TV that I find to be fascinating because the characters are so funny. That I mean, the people are so funny. They're not acting. Uh, that I find myself being guilty of. I you know because I'm an actor watching reality TV like I'd rather watch first 48 than CSI Miami yeah because it's real yeah you know these it's tragic and real and, and some of these you know it, it's I I don't know man it's just uh, yeah I I, uh, I I live I live for the joke all day long i find the joke in everything you know everything is i'm looking for the joke and and i learned that from Swartz and jordan rubin i watch how their brains work
0: well, nick's got a nick's got a really uh, yeah. i will say a really interesting brain yeah the way his brain fires and you and the way he writes jokes and what he looks yeah. at he's a really fucking fascinating yeah, dude. yeah he is he is nick nick uh nick and i used to play a game where my I was a joke. I have, but we used to pretend as we all hung out at the improv that we were trying to roofie each other. Uh-huh. So like when you weren't looking, they'd try to, try to put it in right, their beer, right, and it was right. me, my buddy Eddie, and my buddy Nick, and yeah. we just fucking do that forever. Yeah. And you do it to people that didn't know you're playing the game with yeah, them, and yeah. they'd be like, hey, so put something in your drink." Yeah, but uh, yeah, they're fucking awesome. Do you want if you? Do you want? Do you want to do serious roles? Yeah, I would. I, yeah. I mean, I I, I want to. I just want to work. What's man. your goal? Like, like I say, my goal. I put it out there because I, I I want this. I want to. I want a uh, four camera sitcom that shoots CBS Radford. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's, it's right ready. there
1: fucking perfect look I've done sitcoms that's the best gig you could possibly have as an actor four days out of five you show up in your pajamas and you don't have to have hair and makeup on because as a guy it's just the worst getting makeup and hair and all this shit you just it's a, to, with every stroke of the brush you feel more like a woman I yeah. hate wearing all that makeup and shit sitcoms the best because you're doing it with a live audience you're doing a play and it builds up all week and you're working on it working on it. And then Friday night you shoot that it's lights camera action and you're shooting it in front of a live audience so you get a reaction but you could fuck up yeah as opposed to a play on Broadway, you could fuck up and cut and do it again. So, sitcom, I mean, yeah, it, my dream job would be to, to, I've done a few sitcoms, would be to be back on, just like you said, exactly, same thing. Multi camera sitcom, live audience, dream job. And I'll say CBS Radford because I live five minutes from you. So, that would be, that would be. Well, I'm in the middle of development. Maybe I'll put you in mine. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey and i got a you know i'm not going to jinx it but i got a couple of things with 3 loco that's me Andy Melnakis and Riffraff that we just sold the tv show it's just a pilot i'm not going to say what network or anything cuz i don't want to put it out there yet for the negative people out there listening that are going to hate there's no but, one negative
0: on this podcast yeah,
1: there there might be one listener who hates me who knows uh, but anyway so i got you know something that i wrote created produced uh that's that could be really fucking amazing and uh I want to get on that side of stuff, too. You know, I really do. I want to... I, I'm tired of reading other people's bad writing. I want to do... Like, I just did a movie in New Orleans, um, and, and the writers let me do... And I'm not saying they're writing bad because the script was hilarious, but I they let me just improv. I'd come to set with rewritten jokes, and they'd yes. let me do it. I'd love that. I have... I have good ideas I'd like to think in my head that are as good if not better than most of the shit that I get sent to me and so I would love to get on the, the writing I don't know about directing I tried directing once and that was a fucking very difficult job It take a certain <laughs> breed of human what? I directed a music video and it was the most exhausting what, thing I've ever done. What music done. video was it? It was just a Shwazy video. When a, uh, the guy who produced 1980 had a kid named Sis uh, Shwazy. That's one of my friends. He's like a rapper. And I directed a music video for two days. And it was, I, and I realized I'm like, this isn't what, what I'm supposed to do. But like writing and producing, and, and I'm pretty good at finding talent, like, you know, Riff Raff, Mickey Avalon. I find these guys out there that, no one, that people are like, really? Who's this motherfucker? And then a year later, they're like, I love them. I'm like,
0: yeah, you know, Mickey Avalon was a fucking diamond. Yeah, I have really enjoyed that dude, and he had the whole allure of uh, street hustler slash pimp slash drug addict. Never been
1: done before. Yeah, and so I like I like producing music, physically producing music, and finding talent and putting them together. And 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 I, have, I think I think, I think, I think, think I have a, that Jewish like knack for seeing something in someone and, and a putting Jewish it together.
0: Knack. You know that's what I mean? Like, yeah. It's
1: just that that mind that's working. It's like the the the, the you know. The brain's always like thinking, "How can this monetize? how could this work how can yeah. how can I put this person with that person
0: well you're, i think I think in your, you're you're probably going to dismiss this, but I think that you uh will have had a hand in um in diffusing homophobia. In the sense, in the sense that you, you like Mickey Avalon, oh, yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. and like and like and uh, like and like the Steven character, uh-huh. and it's like I, I always say, gay shit makes me laugh so hard. Anything, me too. it's, it's like, I get cares? a kick. Like, yeah, who gives a fuck? Yeah, like
1: America, I mean, I'm just. It's just like, dude, if someone wants to fucking suck another dude, it's like who gives a fuck? And to me, it's not even the joke. Isn't that somebody is gay? That's not funny. What's funny
0: is. You know... What's funny is that people are bothered by it. Yes. That's the thing that... It's like, who gives a fuck what someone else wants to do? Yeah, I always Those are the
1: ones that are the fucking weirdos and the closet freaks and probably the ones who are, like, living, tortured inside. And it's like, dude, who gives a fuck? Some of the funniest motherfuckers and talented people I know are gay. It's like, who gives a shit? Yeah. Like, um. so, yeah, the Steven thing, it's funny. I thought I would get a lot more hate on it, but it's like, I... I get approached by gay dudes who are just like, that Steven shit is hilarious. Yeah. And once in a blue moon, I'll get like, this is so stereotypical. And it's like, no, the joke isn't about being gay. The joke is the voice that I do, the fact that my shirt's always off, the fact that and the whole the real joke is, is that I'm I have I have an identical twin who's so narcissistic that he wants to sleep with his straight brother and convert him into being gay. Yeah, that's the joke. It's not that he is gay. It's that he's wants to fuck himself. Yeah. To me, that's hilarious. Yeah. And, and it's a joke that hasn't really been done. So I'm actually about to shoot a pilot separately from the other one, The Steven Show, with Brittany Furlon, who's a really big Viner. She's hilarious.
0: She's fucking... I, I just went on your twi- on your Vine yeah. and just followed who you followed. Yeah, that's so exactly, like, that's how, you, me, that's that's exactly, exactly how you do yeah, it. I found the gold. I got, I got Jordan Bird out of that. I got Brittany. Yeah, I got some good ones. Uh, yeah, you, I got some really good ones. Even the dude... I don't know if, you know if you follow the dude who has a band who tortures his girlfriend. Oh, he
1: but he stopped calling. He's, he was yeah. amazing. He's one of the first people I saw in mine that really sold me on it, and... He hasn't done it in a while. I think he yeah. stopped. but I think that, he was on Maybe tour. they broke up because this whole joke was fucking with this girl who took it like a champ. She was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. She was so sweet and nice, and he'd pour a drink out of her hand. I thought that was hilarious. But, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, the they, joke about homos... Like, I always say, my, I say on stage, I'm not homophobic. I'm a homochondriac. <laughs> right, right. I'm not, I don't, I don't I care don't, about your gay right. life, so I'm afraid right. you'll get me drunk one night and trick me into it, right, and I'll like right, it. Right, right, right. So, it's funny. But, uh, but, yeah, I don't... Uh, I, I think that that... I don't know what it is, but I, th- I find that shit funny. I do. I, it's like it's.
1: it's I, I'm from San Francisco, dude. My
0: godfather
1: was gay. I. It doesn't mean it's. it's that's it's whatever, dude. It doesn't yeah. mean shit to me. It's the character. The character Steven that I'm portraying on Vine doesn't even have to be gay. He could just be this weird, annoying guy. I just thought the joke of him wanting to fuck his twin brother was just so weird and creepy, and there was so much endless material there. Uh, that's what's funny to me. Not so, that oh he's gay. Who? Yeah. Like dude, really. It's like who yeah.
0: You know. So we um you were in a relationship for 4 years?
1: Yeah, I was in a relationship on and off for 4 years with this uh this girl who I won't say her name. Uh, um Cameron Diaz. Ah no. <laughs> uh Who's, uh, not in the industry because I don't like dating actresses as uh, two actors together. is just a nightmare. Like I'm the crazy, weird fucking guy who's like, you know, look at me. Look at me. I'm posting vines and fucking. Video. I need to be the crazy one. And I need some like grounding, normal person. So um, have you dated famous chicks? What's that?
0: Have you dated famous chicks?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I dated Jamie Presley, which was a lot of work because, you know, we did. We did that show together. We did uh Jack and Jill. Yeah. So I met her. And this was 10 years ago, and we couldn't go anywhere. It was a nightmare. And, you know, it's just two actors together sitting around waiting to get a job is a recipe for disaster. I need a girl that goes to work 9 to 5, and I could be the one at home going crazy, working on music and doing my shit. And then I have my normal, like, I need a little normal,
0: you know. So
1: that's kind of my thing.
0: You think you'll get married and have kids? Oh,
1: absolutely. Really? I can't wait to. Really? I just haven't met that girl yet. Um. And it's tough to meet that girl in L.A. because almost every girl here is comes to L.A. to make it in showbiz, and so you,
0: and you it, become you become more of a an acquisition of oh shit, and, I just I just raised my status,
1: and and not only that, and it's like there's no way to say this without sounding vain, but it's like. I have to assume that almost any girl I meet out here might see me as a meal ticket or a way to per- help their career, even though I'm not even established that way. I'm, like, I'm, I'm sorry. i I'm, you know, done, done some stuff. But for the chick who just got off the bus from Louisiana or wherever the fuck, like I'm Tom Cruise to them. you know. Yeah. So I got to be very weary and and defensive. And any time a girl recognizes me and is like, aren't you the guy from that show? Then, then it's immediate. I can't hook up with this girl. Who knows what they're capable of? This is a sick yeah. world out there. So... I' got to meet a chick who doesn't know who the fuck I am and 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 in l a that's tough.
0: It's really fucking you know? hard
1: and but you know, I just got out of a four- year relationship it's a little t- time to focus on my own shit, but i'm um, you know dude i'm I'm pushing forty. it's time for I, I want to be able to throw the football with my kid and not have my back go out when I'm, when he's 10. you know yeah, yeah. so i I am so down for that but i obviously you got to meet the right girl dude
0: i would fucking you know how you guys would pay money to take your dick out for a test drive you know just fucking one night of being single and being you in hollywood just fucking lighting pussy on fire
1: yeah yeah, it's you know it i've done it for so long and it's it's fun uh but uh, you know at the end of the day at this point in my life i really i love kids i fucking love kids and you can always go on to fucking you porn and rub one out and then hit end afterwards be like thank god i didn't you know the, have you ever dated a porn star? Uh no, never no, that's that's i can't uh, you know i remember i met one once that was like gay, like i met some chick and my boy's like yeah she's a big porn star and she's like like she's like yeah we should hang out sometime i have to work tomorrow so i'm like oh yeah, let's hang out after work tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, what a turn-off, you know? Like, even a stripper's gnarly enough, much less a porn star. Yeah. That's some serious shit. Uh, so, no, never dated a porn star. I, that's I, fucking... I mean, but, yeah, I just... I, that's. I mean, talking about dating an actress is bad enough. A porn star, Jesus.
0: So, um... So uh, this has been fucking awesome, man. I really appreciate you doing this. Thanks for having me. This is a fucking. We almost done. Is that what this is? Yeah, yeah. We can. Well, it's been an hour. Oh, is that about how long the show is? We do an hour. Yeah, you do. I get another
1: seven hours. I'm good. Hey,
0: Um, it's so funny. It's I never like I heard you say that you were Jewish in that video, but I in watching you, you don't, you don't come off like in on YouTube. You don't. I I don't see any anything on you other than white dude. So, but so funny. Is that once you texted me and you started getting like, you, you were like, what time? How long will it last? What should I, not, like, I was like, oh, I totally see, uh-huh. I, like, I see Gary Goldman. You know who Gary Goldman is? No. Gary Goldman and you you guys might be the two best looking Jewish guys in the world. Aww. He was on Last Comic Standing. He was, uh, he's like 6'5", gripped, gr- like just, but he's real funny. Yeah. But Gary's like you. One yeah. text. And it's he's the.
1: Like... It's it's the. You know, it's funny. It's not just a religion. It's a mind, and it's you know. I was baptized, but my mother's Jewish, therefore I'm Jewish. Yeah. So if Hitler walked in here, he would kill me. <laughs> so I have that voice that keeps me up at night, that rattles around in my brain, but it's also that voice that drives me. You know, and, and uh, it you know doesn't have to be. I don't have to go to a fucking temple to be Jewish. I'm Jewish by blood. So you know, did how do you wait? How do you write a rap song?
0: Do you think do you see lyrics the same way I see jokes? Yeah, I do. I find the
1: joke and I find the punchline and you know, I've done stand up too and it's not the same writing process because it's more like it, 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 I might find an idea for a song and then the beat comes later, but often it'll be like I hear a beat and then I'll, you know, I'll kind of find a rhythm to it, and then I'll think, okay, what's, what's an original concept for a song that hasn't been done yet that could be funny? Like, I have a song called Black Girls that's on yeah. Beardo. I have a new song called Black Girls, which is treading on thin ice, but the whole joke is, is that we defend black girls and say yeah. how horrible white girls are. Two of the whitest guys ever... Just going, black girls are the best. White girls are always depressed. Black girls, you know, good and bad. White girls just lay there dead. Like, so we're just saying how (laughs) wonderful black girls are and how awful white girls are. So I I played it for a few of my black friends that are girls. And then I I was like, okay, listen to this before I put this out into the world universe. Is this okay? And I hit play and they just sat there listening to every single word waiting for me to fuck up. And they're just like, you're good. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's great. Thank you. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's about finding original material to write, you know, but that's, you know, obviously that's a one note joke, but spread out over three minutes with punchline, punchline,
0: punchline. It was line, like my punch. dick was a one it's note the joke, but same formula my dick my was dick. fucking, Yeah, I, my, that was a fucking great song. Yeah. I
1: produced that beat too. So I make beats at my house and my studio. So I'm really into producing and, you know, a lot of rappers like, you know, up and around, hey, I'll pay, you know, let's do a song together. I'm like, well, if you're not like doing comedy rap, then I'm I don't unless, you know, obviously a fucking Lil Wayne hit me or something. But as far as working with other rappers, like I just don't need to work with anyone outside of my circle because I just I it has to be fun and funny and light and not taking itself seriously. And I can't do a song with some dude who's just like fucking packing the gat and all this shit. It just doesn't fit. You yeah. know? I'm not trying to be tough. I'm not trying to be something I'm not. I'm just poking fun at myself as an actor in Hollywood, which to me is endless material. Yeah. And even people that can't relate, it's still Hollywood's fascinating to people. So it's kind of like a, a window into... Hollywood is life. fascinating. It is. The whole and, world's and, fascinating.
0: And, and, and you literally are a window treatment. Your life is a window treatment. And people look at it and they're like, like I, the, all the preconceived ideas I have had about you before you came over are like complete like it's insane to think that you can put that much thought into just watching someone's life yeah. on youtube
1: yeah it's crazy i'm the same. you know that's i'm the same way i'll find people on youtube that i'm fascinated with and like that that's how i found riffraff you know i was fascinated with this guy and i and and, and in one of his raps he said his phone number and i called the phone number and he are answered are you serious that's how we met him. A, what, what is... Type in A Day with Riff Raff Part 1, and you will see me and Andy Melanakis drive to his hotel, meet him, shake his hand on camera, and the rest is history. Are and you serious? And then one day, he, I was on that Charlie Sheen tour a couple of years ago, that abominable comedy tour, and I, was, I would do 1980 at the end of the show. And I even interviewed him on some of the shows, too, but... Uh, Riff Raff was in Cleveland, and I was like, "Hey, hey, uh, Riff, come by my hotel." And he came by like the Four Seasons or whatever hotel Charlie put me up in. And I was like, "Dude, you need to move to L.A., bro. You need to get the fuck out of Cleveland and Houston and wherever you're fucking living, yeah. and come to L.A. You're a star." He comes to L.A., lives on my couch. The rest is history. Are you serious? And I love facilitating that. I live for it. I don't want any money out of it. I don't, yeah. I'm not trying to get, give me five percent. No, I I see it and I want it to happen. And then when I see him, he's got the cover of L.A. Weekly coming out. I'm just like. I Fuck everyone! I was right when everyone else was like, "Why are you fucking with this clown?" Dude's a genius. You're wrong.
0: He is. It's uh, it. I I'm I was obsessed with him. I did. I get like I'm obsessed with his. I'm his friend,
1: and I still watch his YouTube's. Like uh, uh, the guy's an alien.
0: That's that yeah. a real boy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I'm a really like real boy. Like a real boy. He's just so like me and Andy like to think that we're funny guys, but when we hang out with Riff, the floor is his, and we just sit back and we're like, dude we don't have to do anything because riffs my stomach will will we go to record a song if you ever want to come by and just like a studio session we record at my house just like this room and we just fucking write and hang out and 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 it's the funnest process
0: really and i would love to i would love dude, to fucking if you guys put a record. Piece
1: on us or come hang and put it up we could do a podcast with the boys we could i could have them come by we could do something and play a song whatever like I'll do that any in a heartbeat
0: time. yeah yeah, yeah that, I'd love to do that. Yeah. What's uh, in the store for Three Loco? What do you guys we got? We
1: just, you know, we just uh, we have our album out on iTunes. Three Loco, uh, Mad Decent, Diplo put it out. Did some beats on it. I got a beat on there too. Diplo had a show on Travel Channel.
0: Did he really? I yeah, didn't Yeah, you know it, uh, oh, it was Diplo. It was like Anthony Bourdain, but he went around and explored oh, that, music. Oh, it was really great. fascinating. We, we all went to dinner. Me, him, and Adam Richmond. Would you? What kind of show would you want if you had a show on Travel Channel? I'd
1: want you know. It's funny me and Adam and talking. I, I'm a foodie and part, kind of. A, I like to go out and drink. I wanted so the, the dream job would also be to do like the, the travel food drink show. <laughs> like as far as like, hey, you know. You, you got a thousand bucks and you want to go fucking have a good time for a couple of days with your boys. Here's a realistic vacation for you. And, and yeah. you know, something like that would be cool where you find the, the cool little dive bars and the street meet and the fucking the places you might not have ever heard to go and see it through like this uh, through a, some single, you know, sort of younger guy. You know, something yeah. like that would be amazing. You something could like do that. I, mean, I would love to do that. You, I've been talking with Adam about it. We'll see. You know, he's got a, you know, he produces now. So yeah, that would be fucking amazing. I yeah, mean, who that, doesn't want a fucking travel food show? Like, really? Yeah. Oh yeah, I got, I got to go to fucking. Oh, I got to go to Montreal and eat fucking some poutine and fucking go to a bar. Oh, it's <laughs> that's what I do anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah. Get paid for it. You should do that, man. I, 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 I guarantee you, Loreen and you. Andy would, and everyone would
1: put would you would on love in
0: a heartbeat. To. What? Um. So three locos just got their album out. Yeah,
1: the album's been out. We're um we're always doing new songs. We'll probably put out another album soon. But
0: right now, I'm really just focused
1: on my my Dirt Nasty album, which again, August 20th. But you could order it now on iTunes, and it's really funny
0: and it's called palatial
1: called palatial yeah it's one of my slang me and my friends always say palatial and regalia that's sort of our, our our little slang words that we use for no reason whatsoever and uh the album I, i'm really happy with it it came out really good it's really funny got some cool videos with it and uh
0: yeah so check it out that's fucking awesome man well yeah I, thanks for having uh, me. no don't mention it and and uh we'll we'll try to do something maybe i'd, I'd love, love to come up to the studio yeah, and fucking but, listen know, to you guys we do a session man yeah drink so, two beers
1: it's so lax yeah we just literally just it's just a hangout session
0: well, pre- a lot of laughs and what your vine is at Simon Rex yeah, at Dirt Nasty Simon
1: Space Rex is Simon. the vine and your uh, <laughs> Instagram is Simon Rex 415 and uh, YouTube 415 is that Dirt. San Francisco yeah I grew up in San <laughs> Francisco big Bay Area fan well I appreciate I mean, it